Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the voice of the American Counter-Revolution. And I am your host, NC Scout, coming at you live from the guerrilla camp located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. Man, oh man, what a day. Uh, Had some winter weather that came in. And uh, had a nor'easter, the first nor'easter of nor'easter season coming in. And uh, typically, you know, in the mid-Atlantic states and, and into the northeast, you know, the, these things are, are subtropical storms and a lot like hurricanes. I mean, that that's what they look like on, on Doppler radar. And it uh, came through here, man. Um 60 mile an hour winds and, uh, you know, just really, uh, really was, was raising all sorts of cane on the end of it, tail end of the storm. We got like, like four and a half inches of rain, man. It was crazy. And at the end of it, you know, we had in, in typical nor'easter fashion and getting into the winter months, you know, you'll, you'll always have ice or snow. And so we had, uh, ice first and it transitioned into snow and, uh, you know, now it's pretty bitterly cold here, you know, but we really didn't get that much snow, not, not as much as some of the, the folks out there were predicting. They said, you know, ah, you know, you'll get a f- two, four inches, six inches in spots, whatever. Um, you know, and, and, nah, we got, we got like a dusting, but it was the ice. The ice is always the problem. The ice is always the problem because the power lines start coming down and, you know, the, the people that, that have got a little more courage than sense get out there and decide to start driving. And, um, you know, so uh, stayed home, got a lot done, got uh, mostly caught up on emails, mostly caught up on emails. I am almost there, almost there. So, uh, you know, if, if you've sent me something in the past few uh, days throughout the the, the uh, doldrums of the Christmas season, you have got something back from me. Uh, sat down, finally had some time this afternoon, and got all that squared away while it was a, a wet, sloppy, frozen mess outside. So I got a little bit of comfy time sitting uh, right by a, a comfefe fire. And, uh, you know, in, in the wood stove, nice big old stone chimney and, uh, you know, just, just hung out and answered emails and, uh, got a little bit of family time in while I was at it too. And I hope that, uh, all of you out there are doing really well and, and, uh, adjusting to the new year, 2022, um, you know, and, and 
really making all those adjustments. Uh, but I've got a whole bunch of registrations that came in today for class, and uh, I'm going to have a few that, that are in route as well. And up on the course calendar, I, I'm getting real close to having to close off enrollment in the scout course coming up in February because it's got a lot of people in it. Um, it has got a lot of people in it. That's it. It was already almost full, and uh, before going into the Christmas season, and now it is just that much more so. So, uh, if you're trying to get the scout course in, and you are on the East Coast, February is the time to do it. Uh, February is the time to do it. Link up with me, shoot me an email, and I will get you that course registration information and, and exactly how to do that uh, because you cannot register through the website. Uh, we, we do it the old school way and I give you instruction on exactly how to do that. Uh, so there's a lot of people out there that are asking for the scout course, RTO, advanced RTO and signals intelligence. I've got that up for Tennessee and that is hosted over at ready-made resources uh, my very, very good friend, Bob Griswold, who, um, you know, he and I go back a, a pretty good ways and he is hosting all of that there. And, and we're going to be um, having a good time man. Hey, really, really excited for that February in the mountains going to be camping while we're out there. We do have a building we're going to be working in and out of as a, a indoors classroom, but um you know, outdoors, wintertime, in the Appalachians, just, man, I'm telling you, uh, the Smoky Mountains are, are really something to behold, especially in the wintertime. I've always had a, a very distinct love for it, uh, for it up there, and, and uh, you know, spent part of my life up there, and uh, mountaineered hard, and, and really just, you know, a good time. Just a real good time. So anyway, all of those course dates going, uh, you know, January, of course, I've got uh, class with Angry American, Chris Weatherman coming up next week, and I'm going to be down in Florida teaching that, and that is going to be a packed house as well, and uh, that, that is coming up next week. So getting as much content as I can kicked out to everybody out there because this podcast is literally exploding in popularity. I'm even blown, blown away by it. Really? Uh, you know, I, I had no idea that it would have as much success as it has and it just keeps growing day by day by day. It just keeps growing. Rank number 63 in Podbean's top 100. We are ranked number six as of right now. Radio Contra is ranked number six in news uh, commentary. And we are ranked number 18. And of course, this is today's stats. Tomorrow it's probably going to go up that much more um, because we've just been climbing up and up and up. And it's that's, again, you know, I keep saying it, but it's all due to you out there. It's all due to this incredible audience, you know, and I, I really want to give you a big shout out to the level of support, the level of, um, uh, warmth that I feel from all of you out there. And, and, you know, how many emails that I got, uh, you know, people 
praying for a, a resolution to uh, some of the stuff that's going on, the health issues that, that are uh, ongoing uh, with my parents and, and uh, you know, stuff that, that is happening behind the scenes. And it, you know, I tell you, it, it, it really, this podcast's ability to connect with all of you out there on an interpersonal level, it's something that I'm blown away by, I'm really honored by, and um, it just keeps growing. You know, so all of you that, that just signed up, that just followed, that just liked and subscribed in the past few days, you know, hey, I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I owe you guys the world. I really do. And, you know, that's why I'm kicking out multiple podcasts a day uh, when I have time for it and kicking out content, kicking out uh, the patron only content that we have. So, you know, if you are listening on the app, you see the little red icon, you can hit that and that's going to take you to a page where you can become a supporter of this podcast. Um, at the dollar level, that gives you access to the archives. Everything from uh, episode 96 and prior, you have all of the archives available to you. At the $5 level, you have the patrons-only instruction series, starting with interrogation resistance, all five parts of that. I uh, do a deep dive on clandestine communications devices and messaging apps specifically for privacy and security purposes. And uh, the last one that I put up was being a gray man, how to be a gray man. And, and that's a really popular topic that, that a lot of people shoot me emails about. They are lessons that if, you know, maybe you can't justify coming out to an in-person class. Maybe you can't uh, get that time away or you just, you know, you look at your finances and, you know, stuff starts getting, getting tight, you know, inflation's kind of hitting us all. Hey, you know, you can still get some quality instruction out there. And I am more than willing to offer it to all of you at a very low cost. Now at the $10 level, $10 level, I am going to be sending out when I get done with this uh, class down in Florida and I'm back up here, I'm going to be sending out patches and swag from Radio Contra to all of my patrons out there who are signed up at the $10 level. Uh, right now, all 75 of you. So I am really, really looking forward to that and getting this stuff out there. And I really appreciate the support. Now, if you're listening to this on a desktop, okay, if you're listening to this on a desktop, and you go to the uh, Radio Contra homepage, radiocontra.podbean.com, right? If you go there and you see the icon, you know, become a patron, support this podcast, and you click on that, you can download the lessons that are there. You can download all 134 episodes of uh, the back catalog of Radio Contra, all the way back, the archives. And you can also download the instruction series. It's right there. Okay, it's right there. And it's pretty straightforward. I had a couple of comments over the weekend. Uh, one was an email. One was a comment that was left there. People were a little confused, a little discombobulated, what have you. Look, uh, you know, you can shoot me an email. I'll get in touch with you as quick as I can. And I'll get you squared away. If you're a little confused, I know there's some 
technology challenged folks out there that that do enjoy this podcast i love y'all um i love y'all but you know work with me a little bit okay work with me a little bit you know and um i'm gonna help you out okay i'm gonna help you out but definitely even at the dollar level um you know supporting this podcast if you enjoy the content that's put out if you enjoy the interviews that we've done and we've done a lot of them We've done a lot of them here lately because, you know, everybody wants to do cool guy interviews. I love doing interviews with folks because it's giving, um, it's, it's really a chance to give exposure to good people out there. It is a good chance for me to showcase some of these guys that I know and have worked with and dealt with in, in the past and, and really think a lot of and get them on the program so that they get some exposure. They they get their message out to all of you. And hopefully, hopefully you can glean some knowledge out of that. You know, earlier today we had uh, had Badlands Fieldcraft on. And uh, Badlands Fieldcraft out west, you know, doing some really great things in Montana. And a uh, guy that I've known for a really long time now. Super squared away, dude. You are going to learn a lot. When you go train with him, Mech Medic, you know, Mech Medic, very close friend of mine, a uh, guy that I have a hundred percent confidence in and I don't keep around losers. I mean, that that's just kind of the way it is. If, if you start slipping on me, you know, you, you gotta go. And, and so that, that's just the way it is. But, uh, you know, last night had a very good interview. I had a little goof at, at, during that interview, uh, at the end I accidentally posted up the wrong, when I, I put the, the uh, sound file up, I put the wrong interview up. And so you were getting Madman Actual for the first 10 minutes or so that I put it up. And then all of a sudden it was like 250 downloads. I was like, oh crap. Um, you know, I, 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 I goofed up here, but I fixed it. Uh, I fixed it. And there were a couple of you that emailed me about that, but I fixed it. Uh, it's squared away, so if you were in the wee hours of the morning, like 2 in the morning last night, all 200 and some of you, apparently, uh, which is, man, I, I don't know if I should be concerned about that, tell y'all, man, y'all go to bed, uh, or what, but, you know, it, it. I'm pretty honored by that, but at the same time, if you, if you got the wrong interview, uh, the one with Madman Actual that we did, Madman Actual, by the way, uh, NSA spook, and, you know, cool guy extraordinaire, done a lot of sneaky Pete stuff with cell phones, tracking cell phones, tracking signals. And if you, you know, if you want an inside look at what, you know, the targeting aspect. So him as a signals intelligence collector and analyst and me as the guy who was targeting on the ground. I, I was the guy who they were directing to go do stuff. Hey, you know, that interview, that interview right there. And, um, that was the first big interview I've done with him. I'm going to have him on several more times. Um, super squared away. And if, if you want an inside look into that world and why communication security is so important and, you know, some of the stuff that I've been saying about cell phones and social media and, and some of the dangers that are contained there, you know, like 
it is a threat. Okay. It is a threat and it is one you need to pay attention to that interview. That interview knocked it out of the park. Now we're going to have a lot more interviews. Uh, we're going to have a lot more of them. And of course, also the great commentary that all of you out there know and love uh, me giving kind of my opinion on news and, and whatnot and, and things that are out there. So quick shout out to podcast supporters and supporters of American Partisan dot org uh right off the top civil defense manual jack lawson civil defense manual you need this book okay two volume set you need this book written by professionals in the industry guys that have real world experience in a wide variety of skills wide variety of skills out there uh i wrote the communications chapter so if you ever wanted a startup guide just a, you know, look, this this communications thing, these radios and all the stuff, I don't know what all this stuff means. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Hey, I wrote that chapter for all of you out there. That's for all of you out there. So go check it out. Um, two volume set, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here looking at them right now on my bookshelf and they are worth having. Okay, they are worth having. My very good friends over at Blacksmith Publishing, Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn, the two men behind the scenes of Blacksmith Publishing, they've got uh, all of their books are up on Amazon. I've got a link to their store. Go show them some love. Uh, back in episode 97, I did an interview with both of them up here in the Gorilla Camp and man, I was blown away. You know, both these guys are, uh, instructors and have a career of being instructors and special forces operators, but instructors in, in, uh, the special forces qualification course in the small unit tactics school. I'm telling you, doesn't get any better than that. Their books they've written coming from a spiritual perspective, a Christian perspective. If you call yourself a Christian man in America, you owe it to yourself to have iron sharpening iron. You owe it to yourself to have that book. You know, it, the one that I'm about to wrap up right now, um, Fire in the Jungle, the story of the Philippine guerrillas, the Philippine resistance against the Japanese. What an amazing topic. What an amazing topic of, of resistance in the face of tyranny. And this is an academic study of it. You know, it, there, there's no hyperbole, there's no fluff, it's it's just an academic study, you know, and and man, is it a good tale. It, it really, it, and unsung history, you know, and they've got their technical topics too, you know, all, all those hard skills, what I call the hard skills, land navigation, active shooter self-defense, and they wrote the small unit tactics handbook for the U.S. Army Special Forces. I mean, I'm telling you. You need it. You need that book in your life. Finally, Joe Dolio did an interview with Joe Dolio uh, last week. And I'm telling you, if you haven't heard that interview yet, you need to go back and listen to that. A whole lot about being a prepper, mutual assistance groups, group leadership, everything, right? He's got his two-volume set correction. 
three-volume set now. I stand corrected. He had three volumes in that set of Tactical Wisdom. Tactical Wisdom. His blog, tacticalwisdom.com, should be a daily visit of yours. And I'm getting him spun up on AmericanPartisan.org, too, so that uh, he can be cross-posting some great stuff over there, too. Uh, I think it is necessary and important that, that he's doing that. And, of course, AmericanPartisan.org, um, daily content, from everything from current news, political stuff, to military intelligence topics, to relevant videos, really anything anything right we've, we've got a, a wide diverse array of writers from a lot of backgrounds from you know the dot mill side the green sewer side to the civilian side we've got stuff for preppers we've got um you know the daily news aggregation out there as well international news as well as uh, domestic american alternative news as well and there's stock ticker you know, so if you, you need the latest uh, stock quotes from the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones and cryptocurrency as well, it is all right there. It's all right there. So uh, a few things really uh, searching through the news, man, there there is so much to talk about. Uh, the, the whole thing with AOC here that I've got pulled up, you know, AOC, of course, New York is completely shut down. They've been feeling the effects. You know, uh, they got rid of de Blasio. He's gone. But, of course, Eric Adams comes in. And everybody has so many high hopes for Eric Adams. You know, like all the other podcasts I was out there listening to. um, These guys are like, yeah, you know, Eric Adams. He's going to do a lot of stuff. Man, you know, you're you're electing someone who, who came up in the same political party. Okay, the the Tammany Hall machine is still a real thing. You can vote for a different guy, right? They put a different face on the machine. You got to understand that. They put a different face on the machine, but it is the same party in power. It doesn't change, all right? It didn't change. And so everybody now, they're all real shocked. They're like, whoa, uh, the new governor, Eric Adams, he, he, he was supposed to... He was supposed to get rid of all this COVID stuff and, and we could we could take our masks off and be human again. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that didn't happen, right? That didn't happen. You know, he extended the emergency declarations and, you know, you, you've got the NYPD out there that, that's arresting people in uh, restaurants for mask violations and vaccine. You don't have your vaccine card. We're going to come take you out. I mean, come on, you know, come on. And and this stuff isn't going to stop. It's not going to stop because the power brokers that put these people where they are, they'll change the faces, okay? They'll change the faces. They'll change the guy out. He screws up a little too much. They got to yank him out or whatever, right? They'll change faces. It's just like changing socks, whatever, you know? Put a new sock puppet out there. We'll get a new one out there. And it doesn't matter what he says or what he does or how bad he messes up. It don't matter. We can replace him. And so that's where, you know, that's where all the conservatives get it wrong. You know, I, I heard some of the pundits, you know, kind of in passing today. I was getting some stuff done. And uh, some of the pundits are talking about AOC, right? This story about AOC, New York shut down. 
people with her same ideology, people with her same political party, people who helped her get to where she is, right? They, they, they're, you know, she's wildly unpopular. These people are unpopular. Like she had an 8% voter turnout in her own district when she was originally elected. And that's kind of the, 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 the dirty secret of the house of representatives once you're elected yeah it's every two years but once you're elected you're pretty much gonna stay there unless you really mess up and that's why the whole gerrymandering uh voting districts is constantly such a fight right that's constantly such a fight. that's why they fight so hard over it and that's why they take things to courts of appeals and the supreme court and whatnot but aoc Right, so video emerges AOC's vacation in down in Miami. Good for her, you know. Good for her. It looks like a cool place. Miami is a really cool place, but she's down there. You know, everybody should have a little bit of fun. But here's the deal: you're you're on the dance floor. You're having a good time. You get all these people around you in Florida. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's locked down. Nobody's uh, shut down. Businesses aren't shut down. Everybody's out there. So this is starting to conjure some things to me, right? When I see this kind of stuff, you know, and, and being a student in history and um, having a background in sociology and understanding these things, I'm intimately familiar with Orwell. And immediately I start to think about Animal Farm. You know, and, and none of the pundits got it right. Of course, they're all focusing in on her tweets and what she was saying and whatever. Yeah, all right, whatever, girl. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. All animals are equal, right? To quote Orwell from Animal Farm, all animals are equal. Some are more equal than others. See, I wonder if she's going to have her 14-day quarantine when she gets back to New York, right? Because they do, they're supposed to do that. If you go to a, a, a uh, high COVID state, right, which is really just code for a conservative state or red state, right? If, if you go down there, you got to be in, in quarantine, right, for, for a certain amount of time. I wonder if she's going to be in quarantine. I bet not. I bet not. Right now, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. You know, expecting these people to obey any kind of standard. I mean, come on, they're politicians. They're, they're not going to obey any kind of standard. And it doesn't matter what political party they're from. They're not going to obey the standard. It's, it's always a do as I say, not as I do deal. It, it always has been, always will be. But the thing is, is that they're so in your face about it. They're not even trying to hide, man. They're not even trying to hide this stuff anymore. And so it's out there. It's in your face. And they're waving it in your face. And the thing is, is that they are completely tone deaf. Now, the pundits are also saying like, oh, you know, AOC, she, she's running the Democrat Party. Her and the squad, right? The Rashida Tlaibs of the world, right? Yeah, open borders, open borders, everything. I think that's really ironic, too, with her being a Palestinian I think that's really ironic because they really, really like their borders uh, in Gaza and they want to expand them constantly. So anyway, a little bit of interesting, just an interesting thing 
um, to me, just, just, you know, it's just an observation is what it is. But, um, in, anyway, everybody's out there saying all, all, you know, all the conservative people, oh, they run, they run the Democrat party. Now nah, they don't. Pelosi runs the Democrat party. The money runs the Democrat party. The power elite runs the Democrat party, just like they run the Republican party. It's the same. See, you don't understand. Everybody that sits and thinks, oh, oh, yeah. You know, and of course, they're, they're always offering the solution, right? It, it's Hegelian dialectic. It, it is the, um, you know, oh, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the midterms. We're really going to show them then. Well, you don't have free and fair elections, America. Sorry to tell you. You don't have free and fair elections. You don't have election transparency. You don't have one, mer- one person, one man, one woman one vote, you don't have any of that, okay? Because you don't have voter ID laws. You need a ID to literally do everything else. You need a, a voter ID or, or you need an ID to be able to get on a plane, buy a beer, right? Drive a car, you, you know, get a book at the library. Who gets books anymore, Right? But you need an ID, a picture ID, to do all of that stuff. But you don't need one to vote. Come on. Come on. And see, the the irony is is that it should be the left who is the most vocal about this. Because it's really interesting how they're really pushing for compulsory voting also. Oh, you can't set this one out. Just like in the Soviet Union. Compulsory voting. Yeah, because that is the underlying message, right? You can't just sit this one out. You can't just say, well, you know, I oppose all these candidates and it is my right to sit this one out. I'm not playing your game. But they don't let you do that. They don't let you do that. They don't want you to do that. It's just a funny thing. It's a funny thing that I see. Um, Me, personally, I see it. I see it on the horizon. And I know that, that... a lot of this is a stage show because who put AOC where she, she is. She didn't just one day decide that she wasn't going to be a barista anymore and run for public office. That's not what happened. Okay. There was a casting call. There was a casting couch. She answered it. She was there. She was the most marketable of the people that showed up for the candidacy of that district. Right. It was old white guy that they pushed out. Because he wasn't marketable there anymore. All right, that, that's exactly what they did. And if you don't think that the Politburo behind the scenes picked these people and, and signed, sealed, and delivered it to you, right, to say, oh, yeah, hey, vote for this person. I mean, come on, man. And she's going to say exactly what she's told to say. All of the politicians do that. That's what they all do. That's what they all do. Even Trump, I mean, they all have talking points. He he steered away from them quite a bit, um, <clears throat> and that that might have got him in a little bit of trouble here and there. But bottom line, you know, <laughs> if you think that they they're not beholden to somebody, you don't know a damn thing about politics. It just is the way it is, right? It is the way it is. But um. It really begins to beg the question, you know, when we start to dig deeper on this and we start to look at the, um, 
the ties that some of these politicians have, especially at the state level, because we turn a blind eye to that, right? The pundits never really talk about things that happen at the state level, unless it is one of the major municipalities or it is a, you know, a, a governor who just really draws the ire of everybody like Gretchen Whitmer, for example, um, or the curious case of Jay Inslee. And it's a very interesting thing, too, that we constantly find among the left this insinuation of treason, right? They tap dance into the world of treason on a regular basis. They really don't have a moral system that ensures loyalty. And I'm talking about genuine loyalty, that you stand up for something, for an ideal, that you are loyal to the people around you. Because to the left, you're loyal to an international cause, something that's bigger, right? And they say solidarity, right? They raise their fists, solidarity, that's what it means. You know, and and, uh, international revolution, right? The great rising up of the proletariat. But the irony is, the irony is, is that these leftist leaders always end up selling out their own people, especially here in America. In every single case, they seem to make a lot of money and get their payoff and live really, really well, a lot like in Animal Farm, just like what Orwell pointed out to us. It's the way it always works out. And while you and I, Boxer the Horse, right working our daily grind doing the best that we can we're working for them we constantly say oh we'll work a little harder we'll work a little harder right until finally you can't anymore oh they're gonna take good care of you right the very end we're gonna take real good care of you until we can't then when we can't oh well so you know you've got this you've got jay Inslee, right he really needs not a lot of introduction because he is the the governor the wildly unpopular governor in washington uh washington state that is unless of course you're in seattle they they really like him in seattle uh microsoft really likes him in seattle because he does everything with microsoft's approval and that that's just the way that it is but it's very interesting here because they always tiptoe, right? The left always tiptoes into the waters of treason, whether it was uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, whether it was Dr. Charles Lieber, who was just convicted uh, and is awaiting sentencing, whether it is uh, General Mark Milley, which we have discussed at nauseum on here. But now, now there's some things coming out about the good governor, Mr. Lockdown himself, Jay Inslee. And uh, this is coming from lawenforcementtoday.com, which is a a fairly interesting blog from time to time. I get a lot of things sent to me uh, coming from Jay Inslee. But this is titled, As China Develops Technology for Offensive Missiles, Washington Governor Offered Rocket Technology to the Communist Country. Yeah, so coming from Olympia, Washington, law enforcement today has reported several times on the increasing threat posed by China to the United States. The fact that threat has been exacerbated by help from some in the government of the United States makes that threat even more egregious. 
As has previously been reported, Washington Governor Jay Inslee will be partially, if not mostly, responsible if China is able to strike the U.S. with any type of missiles. Uh, That's a pretty bold claim there. But uh, the ability of China to improve its rocket technology can be laid at the feet of people such as Inslee. As reported by or uh, in Reuters in 2019, China's powerful military is considered to be a master at concealing its intentions, but there is no secret about how it plans to destroy American aircraft carriers if rivalry becomes a war, a special report read. Under Xi Jinping, Beijing has elevated its missile forces to a point where many rockets in the Chinese arsenal now rival or outperform those of the United States. A subhead to the report, new missile gap leaves U.S. scrambling to counter China. It read, this dramatic shift could render American aircraft carriers the backbone of U.S. military supremacy obsolete in a conflict with China. Now, I reported on this back in uh, 2017, 2018. I wrote quite a bit about it, uh, both on the original Brush Beater blog and on AmericanPartisan.org. The coming strategy, the negation of the carrier strike group and and how that was going to work. But the article described or detailed how the Chinese had elevated their ballistic weapons program, mostly through the use of rocket technology, through what is known as the rocket force. The unit, which has been kept under wraps when it was known as the 2nd Artillery Corps, suddenly was highlighted in China's effort to compete with the United States. According to Reuters, the rocket force's latest nuclear and conventional missiles have played a starring role at some of the biggest military parades held in the communist era. And this brings us to Inslee, who amazingly had a brief flirtation with running for president in 2020. Inslee was one of the leading political hacks who was schmoozing Xi Jinping with the promise of actually helping China to do business with Washington State, touting its ability to help with rocket technology. Cannot make this up. In 2015, Inslee was speaking to Chinese state-owned TV network GGTN, whereby he said, we're emphasizing the positive by bringing potential venture capital for China to grow business here to create jobs in my state. We're emphasizing the possibility by opening up markets for companies that I have today that provide some high-tech services. We have a company here that provides IT services to Chinese aerospace companies, for instance. Right, which would be used as guidance systems. Uh, specifically, that would be for uh, targeting and guidance And no doubt, some of that technology played a big role in the rolling out of the Beidou system and the development of the Beidou system. And if you go to AmericanPartisan.org and look up the Chinese Beidou system, you will see the frequencies that it operates on and the uplink and downlink frequencies. So, you know, if you're kind of talented in in that kind of thing, uh, there's some interesting stuff that, that could happen there. But uh, anyway, the conversation got interesting when Inslee was asked why Chinese companies should do business in his state. Because of our growth in computer science, we now have biotechnology, bioinformatics, aerospace, rocketry, global health, and video gaming. And what we're finding, that's all through Microsoft, by the way. And what we're finding 
And what we're finding, we're reaching critical mass where those industries are giving you a portfolio of the intellectual talent that's really unsurpassed. Emphasis added. Inslee <clears throat> was, in fact, giddy to or giddy in his zeal to attract Chinese companies to do business with Washington State. So if you're a young entrepreneur in China, you're looking for a good place to do business and build a new technology company. Boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you, uh, I'll come here and take a really good look at Washington and they can give me a call. Uh, so there you go. You know, and as a politician, uh, he's he's literally selling influence. And that's what a lot of folks, uh, all folks in politics do. They are selling influence. They are selling the ability to do business in their fiefdom. And, it, you know, it looks like right here with Inslee, of course, it's, it's business as usual. And he's rubber stamping the tech industry that's coming out of Seattle with Amazon and uh, specifically Microsoft. And that way they can do business in China. But you got to understand that China being a, a highly nationalist country, uh, you know, you, you can't immigrate to China. Have you ever thought about that? Why they don't they don't they don't allow immigrants into China. There there's Chinese and then there's everybody else. You're a foreigner, right? So um, that that's interesting, and you know, but yet Chinese money is influencing heavily influencing the talking points of these politicians that tell you that you need to have open borders, that you need to give your military technology away, that you need to support critical race theory, that you need to support the insurgency that's going on in the streets, right? One side of it anyway, not the other, right? So, you know, this, this goes on, Obviously, he has some degree of complicity here. And why this did not trigger an FBI investigation, why this did not trigger a counterintelligence operation, why this did not uh, really, you know, bring down the hounds to investigate this, investigate these, these statements, investigate these business ties. Who is this that he's doing business with in China? Who is this that Washington State's doing business with in China? And why are they so damn motivated to sell them our technology, knowing that they are an enemy nation? Unless you don't consider them an enemy nation. Unless, to you, they are a favorable nation. Unless, to people like Jay Inslee and Kate Brown and Gavin Newsom, you have come up in a era where doing business with the enemy, quite literally sleeping with the enemy, is an easy thing to do and a justified thing to do. And especially when you have been brainwashed by academia to believe that they have a political system that is superior to our own. They have order that is superior to our own. They can weld people in their houses and take political dissidents off to death camps. My, oh my. Boy, that sounds good. No more argument. No more pesky elections. No more of that. We don't have to worry about this stuff. Oh, and COVID? Yeah, that can be over. We'll just drag all the unvaccinated people 
out. Never mind the fact that the uh, the most hospitalizations, documented fact by the way, most hospitalizations are coming from people who have had their booster shots, who are quote unquote fully vaccinated. Right, that narrative is falling apart, and you're seeing the pundits move away from it. Six months time, they're going to move on to something else. The jig is up. It's up. The jig is up. So you've got Jay Inslee here, and, and he's not alone. You have to understand that he is not alone. Of course, North Carolina's governor, Roy Cooper, uh, back during the election, a lot of his ties to the Chinese Confucius Society, located in Raleigh, North Carolina, with chapters uh, in Chapel Hill, Durham, and a few other places, Wilmington being one, being a uh, big shipping hub. He's in bed with them. He's receiving money from them. It, it's a documented fact. He went and spoke at several of their dinners. You don't think that he's getting some sort of kickback out of that? You don't think that there is something hinky that's going on, something shady that's going on, that the news just all of a sudden, the corporate media is just going to turn a complete blind eye to you? Because why would they do any real investigative reporting? Why? There's too much money to be lost there. Right? Oh, we can't do that. But we are going to tell you about this guy who was a career criminal over here who got shot by the police because he was doing criminal things. And now all of a sudden we want you to ride in the streets and do our heavy lifting for us. And we want you to burn down this section of the town so that our real estate folks can come and buy it up for pennies on the dollar and sell it to the corporate entities. Right? businesses that were raised to the ground and the New York Times even covered up a story back in 2019 about how black owned businesses and minority owned businesses especially in Milwaukee were getting the the brunt of the damage they were getting the brunt of the assaults on them they were losing everything and yet, you know, it, and, and they were pointing out very uh, succinctly exactly what was happening there. And that got buried. That got covered up. It's a documented fact. It happened. And it's sad. It's sad. There's, there's no objective journalism anymore. Unless you come to the alternative media, which thankfully a lot of people are. Right? A lot of people are. But it's stuff like this. You got to think, you know. United States, United States versus China, who do you want to be ruled by? You know, who do you want to be ruled by? A nation that has the Constitution of the United States, a nation that is built on the rule of law, a nation where you can make it. If you work your ass off, if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to stay up until 1 o'clock every morning and turn around and get back up at 5 to chase your dreams, you can do that. You can do that regardless of anything, regardless of a bunch of crap that some Marxist professor tells you, oh, well, somebody else started out a little higher in life. That's been the same tale in history for forever, right? Somebody's always going to have a little more than you. You know what? You look at them and you say, that's fine. I'm going to bust my ass my entire life and I'm going to figure out how to get on your level. And maybe it won't be me, but it might be my kids. We're going we're gonna to build it up. Right, that's the beauty of America. That's the beauty of what this is. You look at a totalitarian country like China, 
and where China is spreading its influence throughout Central America. Right? You see that. You see the repression that happens there. The extrajudicial killings, the death camps, the death squads. You see all that, right? And there's a lot of anti-American propaganda that, that sadly even our corporate media is putting out because they're sellouts. They're sellouts. They're used to doing the corporate stuff. They're used to doing all the offshore things. And they literally have media campaigns and scrums where they get together and they say, well, you know, over in this country, this group of people isn't going to like this message. They break it down like that. That's every marketing department in any major corporation that does overseas business. Every single one of them. And you better damn well believe that they're figuring out which palms to pad to. So when you have people like Jay Inslee here, who's a politician, who's literally, he, I'm telling you, there's a reason that you got people like Nancy Pelosi. And, and believe me, the Republicans are guilty of this too. They're just not the ones that are out there screaming it right now, but they will be. They will be when there's the bait and switch of the midterms, right? If there is a bait and switch. I think that they'll probably pick up a few seats here and there, but is it going to make a big difference? Is anything going to change? Nah, it's not going to change. It's not going to change unless you have voter ID laws, unless you have the ability of the people to actually oversee fairness of elections. And that's something that everybody should be up in arms about. It doesn't matter about your political persuasion. It doesn't matter if you're right or left or whatever. You should want election transparency. If you win, you win. If you don't win, well, you know, we got to hone our message. Maybe we're on the wrong side of the facts here, right? Examine it, though. right? But but here you have, you have Jay Inslee, who is, you know, in just in the pocket, right? How much money has he received from corporate entities like Microsoft, right? How much money has he received from them? How much money has he received from the Chinese? And you got Nancy Pelosi out there saying, well, you can't audit us. You can't audit our campaign donations. You can't audit us. You can't, you can't do that. You are a public servant. Every one of these politicians are public servants. Can't audit you, my ass. We ought to audit every single one of you. And as soon as, as soon as, and it, it, it has to be independent, and I don't really know how you pull that off in this day and age, but as soon as they refuse it, <clears throat> it's just like what they do with us. If you refuse your audit from the IRS, what happens? They come take your stuff, right? They come kick down your door. If you refuse a search warrant, what happens? Think about that, right? Think about that. Why are they exempt? Why are they exempt from this stuff? And this guy right here, there's a very clear case for treason that can be made. But you got treason at the highest levels. You got it at the highest levels. And so there it is. Staring you right in the face. You've got the FBI that's literally taking political prisoners. Right, differential treatment. I ran the story just a couple days ago and, and did uh, the last commentary podcast on Antifa activist out in Portland who was transgendered and they just let this guy go. Right, Turn around, drop all charges against him. He assaulted a federal officer trying to blind them with a laser, with a high-powered laser. You know, life, limb, or eyesight 
constitutes urgent surgical when you're medevacing people. And so they're just going to turn a blind eye to this. But you've got people who were peacefully protesting on January 6th who are being held as political prisoners, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. It, it was a little bit of a riot, but they didn't burn anything down. They just walked into the Capitol building. Those are the facts. Those are the facts right there. They walked into the Capitol building. Yeah, right? Some people got pushed around a little bit and whatever. It was a little disorderly. Okay, I get it. It wasn't like they burned everything down. It wasn't like they overturned police cars. It wasn't like they were shooting fireworks at the Capitol Police. Right? It wasn't like they tried to burn down St. John's Cathedral on live TV, setting fire in the basement. I know who did that. That was Antifa. That was Black Lives Matter. That was the communists who are out there running wild in the streets. That's who that is. And just wait, leading up to 2022, this summer is going to be hot. It's going to be hot. They're going to be doing it again. And you couple that with inflation. You couple that with social strain. You couple that with all these news agencies that are out there that are priming the pump, right? Because it's good TV. Because you watch TV. You watch this stuff when you're scared. And in turn, they're selling you things, right? It's a revolution. It's happening in the streets. Radio Contra is the voice of counter-revolution. Because this nation is great. This nation is great. The people who fight for it are great. The people who wave the flag, the people who loved, who genuinely love this nation, they're the great ones. They're the ones this podcast is for. And all the people who are subscribing to it, getting about 100 new people a day, I'm honored by that. I'm blown away by that. I am honored and glad to have you here as part of this, as part of this message. And hopefully you get something out of it. Hopefully you get some training value out of it. You know, we've got a lot of dates up on the calendar. I've got a lot of the online lessons that are going to be recorded. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling all over the United States this coming year. And in between all that, in between all those times, kicking out podcasts for all of you out there, rallying the troops, you know, that message of hope, that message of a brighter tomorrow, a better future for this nation's kids. Because that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Anyway, I hope all of you are staying warm this evening. I hope all of you have got a really good drink. You cuddled up with somebody you care about, you loving your family around you. Cherish those moments, folks. Because you may not ever get that second chance. You know, you may not. But anyhow, it's been an honor to be with you. I will be talking to all of you again very, very soon. God bless. Good night. This is NC Scout. Out.